listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. What's up, Garage Fam? It's Chase holding with Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm joined here with my good pal, Jordan Gerald. What's up, my dude? What's up, man? How you doing today? Dude, I'm doing so good. I'm doing so good. This football's back, man. There's so much crazy stuff that went down this week. I, I, I just I can't wrap my mind around everything. Um, so many fucking points, dude. Like, fucking points out of points. Out of po- I don't know if I've ever seen a week one with this many fucking points before. I don't, even know, I don't know if I've ever seen Kansas City points like they were. I mean, I mean, Kansas City. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so exciting, guys. And, like, we're, we're super excited, too, because tonight on Garage Guys, or today, or whenever the hell you're listening to this, we have a very special guest on the show, Mr. Kevin Smedley, our editor-in-chief of GarageGuysFantasySports.com. Kevin, what is good, bro? Thank you, bro. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Thanks, bro. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be super-duper-duper, man. Was that is that even legal to say? Super duper duper. Can't fu- can't fucking wait, man. Kids. We're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be super good. Don't ever say that again, Chase. Don't don't ever say. It. Don't ever say super duper duper again. No, I'll gladly say that is that is not allowed. It's not allowed yeah. here. All right, so no, so no, so no more super <laughs> dupers. No more blast. It's just let's just get down to business, guys. So it's been a crazy week. We all know it. Um, we we introduced a brand new thing this week too that we're super excited about, which is the Garage Guys Fancy Sports Hotline. So you can dial it anytime, 929. Is that right? Yeah, 929-430-GGFS. Yeah. I believe that's it. Yes, sir. So we got set up. So we, we put this out here for everyone to give us a shout. Let us know your questions. It's something brand new that we're doing. Pretty excited about it. Um, we, we actually got two voicemails in this week. So I just want to go ahead and kick off this show with our voicemails, let's take care of the callers because at the end of the day, that's what we're all here for. Uh, we love you guys, and we want to make sure that everybody is, uh, you know, getting all their information to us. Let let us help you out. Let us answer these things. And look, don't don't think that that, that you know you're, we're we're going to be sweet to you if you come at us with some bullshit. You know, you you come at us with some bullshit, be ready to get roasted. It's going to be roast time, and that's what I'm really excited about too. <laughs> well, we didn't get much roasting questions this guys, but uh, uh, this week, so we had we had two callers for the first callers, and we want to go ahead and say thank you guys. If I could have like this, this sound effect of like angels and and just these harmonies and harps and shit, like that can would you, be. Can you tell me what an, can you tell me what angels sound like? <laughs> maybe okay. maybe something okay. like that. I mean, does that work? I mean, I like, I like <laughs> your imagination. <laughs> shit, shit. All right. So enough sound effects. Enough bullshit. Let's go ahead and get to our first caller uh, for the for week two, the NFL. Uh, this is gonna be Monty. In Washington, D.C. So let's see what he has to say. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Montez calling from D.C. You can follow me on Twitter, CISSP82. Question of today that I wanted to run past you guys. We had a trade proposal today. 
Okay, Team A wants to trade Le'Veon Bell, Jordy Nelson, and Gronk. Team B is trading him for Josh Gordon, Evan Ingram, Mark Ingram, and Calvin Ridley. Again, Team A, Le'Veon Bell, Jordy Nelson, Rob Gronkowski, and Team B, Josh Gordon, Evan Ingram, Mark Ingram, and Calvin Ridley. Who's getting the short end of the stick, fellas? Is this a fair, fair trade? Let me know. Thanks. Love the show. Okay, so wow. Wow, wow. Wow, wow. First off. Um, Thanks for the question. Yes. Thank you for the question, Monty. Um, Man, I uh, – okay, so just looking at this at face value. All right, so you you have Gronk, Bell, and Nelson in, in this trade involving Mark Ingram – Fucking Evan Ingram, Calvin Ridley, and Josh Gordon. It's easy to say here, for me anyway, that uh, Team A is getting gold, in my opinion. Changed my mind. Okay. The reason, uh, the only thing I can say is that Team B has a fucking rock hard on for Gronk. That, that's all I can see. That's too. the only way you can put it. Like, and, and you have those trades. You have those players that, 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 that people just, they just want the, the, the player so bad that they're willing to give up basically half their team or a quarter of their team for one player, which it can in reality, if you have a stacked team and this say, look, let's see, you could possibly, and correct me if I'm wrong, you could possibly have all four of these guys on team B, the uh, Josh Gordon, Evan Ingram, Mark Ingram, and Calvin. You could possibly have all four of them on your bench, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, I, I don't, I don't even know. I just, for me, I just, man, you got Josh Gordon coming to Team A. You've got Evan Ingram, which, yeah, he he had a shitty week. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, Evan Ingram still has a lot. And I mean, Kevin, you're a Giants fan. I mean, I mean, you know that Evan what Evan Ingram can do. I mean, <laughs> okay, let's put it this way: let's erase Calvin Ridley from the equation. Yeah, I, I don't agree. see him a viable roster option, in my opinion, when you look at it. Bell has the unknown factor that goes along with him, but he still carries about a round three value, round three or four value in my ass, in my in my opinion. We don't even know what what kind of jersey he's going to be wearing when he comes back. I mean, yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be wearing the Steelers jersey this year. He will because the comp pick. They're not going to rescind the tag. He's going to sit it out. They'll, he'll come to a conclusion. He'll come back. He'll be a Steeler for a couple weeks. It, it will happen, I think. I honestly think. So you, you would have him for six weeks? Yep. They'll have him for, wait, wait, have him for six what? weeks. Yeah, you'll have him on your fantasy team for six weeks. Right. Okay, six weeks. so six weeks of half Le'Veon Bell, quarter Le'Veon Bell, three quarters, because it ain't going to be a hole. Right. But here's so the what, thing. what Ron quarter are you getting out of him, though? You know, that's, that's what scares me about him. The thing is, the tight end market is so slim. There's three or four top tight end players week-to-week basis. Kelsey, Ertz, Gronk, who else? Graham's not there. Burton's not there. Walker's well, out. Olsen took him a nice Olsen's little uh, trip. Yeah, he, he, went, he went down to never return town. <laughs> I mean, there's not much depth there. So Gronkowski, when you look at it from Milana perspective, carries a lot of weight. If he stays healthy. Yeah, I mean, but, he, but come so on. That Gronk for all of these? Ingram's role is not defined yet. When he comes back, Kamara 
is keeps doing what he's doing. We don't know if Ingram could be minimized to ten touches. It's possible. Right. The one thing I can say about Ingram. Ingram's prop Evan Ingram's problem is that Barkley is gonna take some targets from him. Shepard looks like a monster. OBJ looks really healthy against the Jags and really dominated Ramsey. I don't think that he's going to see as many targets, and he has a problem with catching the football. The guy drops the football. That's a problem. I'm a Giants fan. I'll, tell, I'll be the first to tell you he drops the ball. I mean, well, we, we know that he drops the ball. But looking at it from every other aspect, I just see this trade. Team B, like, like Jordan had said, you're literally – he's got a hard-on for Gronk. But Team A is going to be getting a Mark Ingram coming back in week four off suspension. He's got Evan Ingram, which has potential. Yes, he does drop the ball sometimes. But, I mean, it's but still you got to get a tight end when you're giving up one. It, yeah, it is true. Right. So, so you got to get one. So he gets that one. The tier is very different. Gronk is on a way different tier than Ingram. Yeah, well, that, that's true. Yeah, that's 100%. I mean, anybody would be an idiot to say that, that they were anywhere close to each other. But I think the big piece of this that we're missing out on right now is Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is coming back this week. He has been listed a starter. You can blah it all you want. This dude is a starter, okay? And you got Jordy Nelson on the other side of this, and we just saw what atrocity the, the Raiders, like, they, they couldn't get shit going as far as just throwing that ball. Derek Carr threw a freaking ball sky high just straight to a Rams, like, defender. Was it a keep to leave that ran in? No, it was Peterson. It was Peterson. So, I mean, yeah. it's just – they, they have so many issues right now going on. I don't want nothing to do with Jordy Nelson. And if you're telling me that I can get Josh Gordon, Mark Ingram coming back, a healthy Mark Ingram at that, and then have Evan, Evan Ingram and the possibility that Calvin really does something for basically Gronk and a Le'Veon Bell coming back later in the season, I, I'm taking that trade all day long, and I think Team A wins it. That's what I'm leaving it at. My problem with Gordon is Landry. Uh, the target share is going to be crazy, and Landry is – even in week one, you could tell. I mean, what did Gordon have? One catch for 30 and a touch? And he wasn't a starter either. Yeah. But no, he did start. It was a mistake. Don't get it confused. Haley accidentally started him. Hugh Jackson said that in the press conference. He did start the game. That did come out. <laughs> Shit, that did come yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yep, so basically, start. the problem with Josh Gordon is fucking quarterback, man. I'm telling you. No. Tyrod Taylor can't throw the deep ball. Mayfield starts the game. Mayfield comes in. It's a different whole, a different whole, you know, look at it. But right now with Tyrod, he throws short passes. He's conservative. Landry, Landry, and is going to be the target monster in that offense. I feel. I feel like he's going to eat a ton of targets week in and week out, and that's going to hurt Gordon. You I know, he's you know, make I feel bad. What? I feel bad because I feel like I gave Chase the hard on for Josh Gordon. I really do. I mean, back in 2014, when you look at, it, I mean, we talk yeah. about it all the time. Yeah, I mean, and just, I got I got you hooked on that dude, and now it's just like you you just you gotta have him. Yeah, when you're puffing weed and, and, and you're sipping on scotch <laughs> before you get out there for the game, well, you're about to take it to town. I mean, it's just kind of like well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's more like when when you got something in common, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, okay. So I guess because the generate and I like to got the love, we got love together. That's why love, I love, love dude, for man. God's plant. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. He's an athlete, man, don't get it confused. No. He's a Hell of an athlete. He is that. Oh, yeah, he is that. He is that. He is. All right, so I've said my share. I think Team A wins this. Uh, Kevin, who wins this? Uh, I'm going to say Team B. 
Uh, what do you got, Jordan? I'm going with Team B as well. Team B. All right. Getting well, I'm, I'm the stand love for six weeks. I'm the, yep. I'm the standalone guy in this one, and we'll see how that one shakes out. All right. So Monty, yep. Monty, thanks again for your call. All right. Hey, and we need to know if the trade went down. That's what. We, that's what we need to know. Yeah. We need to call it back. got vetoed. It got vetoed. Uh, full disclosure: I play in this league. Oh. <laughs> it got vetoed. Trade. Yeah, vetoed. Okay. So 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 it's 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 been solved. Yeah, it has. Montice is a commission of the league I play in. Uh, only he's a guy I used to work with, and uh, that trade went down. I, about ten minutes later, it got vetoed. So it was accepted by both teams, and then vetoed. It was accepted and vetoed by the league. Vote? Not, by, not voted. The, voted five out of t- the other ten teams. Twelve team league PPR seventy five dollar buy in. Not bad. Not bad. Well, thank you for telling your, your league member to, to give us a call, Kevin. Of course. <laughs> we appreciate that. We appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So our next caller, which I, I would hope do – you, do you have a Rick from Louisiana in your in your league, Kevin? No. I don't play any Louisiana sports. Okay. No Louisiana – What is – okay. No, no. What the fuck is a Louisiana sport? Are you talking like Zydeco toss? <laughs> I don't know that. I know High Life from Florida. Hi-Li. I know a little High Life. Bocce. I know Bocce. Bocce. That's a prison. Uh, what about what about at cornhole? I do know some cornhole. Yeah, uh, I do. Okay. Would, would that would that be considered a Louisiana sport? No, that's a tailgating activity. Tailgating activity. I don't know, Jor- yeah. Jordan. Should we claim it? I mean, I already claimed it. I mean, All right. it's just what it is. Cornhole, Louisiana sport. You heard it here first. All right. Yeah. So that's the- <laughs> All right. So <laughs> our caller two is Rick from Louisiana, and he has a question, a trade question, a possible trade question, just an uncertainty question. So let's go ahead and get to that real quick. Hey, this is uh, Rick from Louisiana. Uh, big fan of the show. Uh, just have one quick question for you guys. Uh, I'm in a 10-man half-point PPR league, and I do have Royce Freeman. And uh, after what happened, you know, with Lin Jay getting all those touches, I was wondering if y'all had any advice as far as, uh, you know, handling the Royce Freeman situation. You know, should I try to trade him, pick somebody up, bench him? Uh, so whatever y'all think I should do. Uh, thanks so much, guys. Hey, Rick, uh, appreciate the call. Yeah, myself as uh, Royce Freeman owner have a very similar concern. I mean, if you look at the game here versus Seattle, both players came in with about 15 touches or carries, uh, both for 71 yards. Very coincidental. Uh, that's a 4.7 yard per carry average. Uh, the difference here being that Lindsay did get some uh, touches in the passing game, two grabs for 31 and a touch. So that's basically the variance there in a very small sample size. As a Freeman owner, uh, let's remember that he just became the top of the depth chart. What was that? Last last weekend? Yeah, last weekend. I think he, t- I think he topped the depth chart. So him running with the ones has been very slim to none. And for a rookie to get 15 carries, you know, really is pretty impressive when you get guys like Rojo who aren't even dressing. So let's take that into consideration. Lindsay is definitely fits the scheme of a scat back and uh, very similar to a Chris Thompson role. 
I see his carries decreasing over time and his PPR third down long-term receptions increasing. So from a PPR perspective, I would say that Lindsay has a higher floor, but Freeman has a higher ceiling. All in all, I think uh, specifically if any of you people out there still play standard scoring, Freeman's the guy to own. In PPR, I'm always one to diversify, so I won't own both. Just because I feel it's two eggs, too many eggs in one basket, I won't play them both. Even on someone else's bye week, I'm not going to sit two, two running backs from the same backfield. Very rarely. Kamara Ingram only people I could think that I would do that. Right. And that's, that's what I wanted to, that's what I wanted to touch on real quick. So uh, Rick, again, thanks for the call, man. When, when I, when I see this, when I saw this on Sunday, when I saw Royce Freeman and, and Philip Lindsay running that way, it just reminded me of a poor man's boom and zoom. So, you know, you, you've got, you know, Royce Freeman doing more of the marking and work running between the tackles. And then you got Philip Lindsay out there catching the ball at the backfield running, you know, Philip Lindsay looked explosive and, and they all talked about how he's wearing Vernon Davis's number. You know, he tweeted out basically saying like, he's not going to let you, I'm not going to let you down. Like this is a big honor for me. So, I mean, that's exciting to see that because you, you remember Vernon Davis. I mean, when he, I mean, if we, if I was playing fantasy back then, man, that would have been joyous. So it was a, it was a stud, but just watching and seeing how this could develop is really exciting. Now, most people out there, you know, you do have your people that would draft Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara together. I mean, last year they were uh, amazing. If you had both of them on your team, you were just unstoppable. I played them last, last year, no problem. But I just think that they're too, too young of a combination to say that next week or week four, I'll roll them both out. Like, I have enough – I'm having a hard time rolling Freeman out next week, to be honest, unless I see 20 carries because he he has no PPR value in terms of receptions. He's not going to get targets in the passing game. But, I mean, look, and I get that. I mean, you're going up against the Raiders' defense next week. Um, I mean, for both of those. I mean, if I was if I was going to pick anybody, though, out of this, I mean, what did we really see? I mean, Todd Gurley's a monster, obviously. We watched how he just – pretty much dismantled uh that defense i mean it wasn't it wasn't like manhandling them but i mean he he was able to get through there so i'm going royce freeman i think royce freeman's a go for this week and i I don't think you should trade him or drop him um yeah definitely hold yeah he's definitely hold he's just all about it's all about trying to get something you need more of a window to look at all right you've only seen one game from from these two backs a lot can happen for me. He's a he's a sit. He's a trade if you can get if, if you got like like that like a Gronk. Whenever we said that this guy really wants Gronk, if there's somebody in your league that really wants him, that's really got a heart in him, and you can get somebody good for him, then I would. I'm at the point now where I'm ready to trade him away in week in week one to get rid of him now. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put him to the waivers. I'm not gonna play him. There's no way I could play him. There's just like obviously this team likes. Lindsay or Lindsay or whatever the hell his name is. They like him. They like his hair. They like his number. Whatever it may be, they like him. They're giving him more, to me, more opportunity on the field. He's getting more touches than him. Then obviously you got to wait and see what's going to happen. If you got, if you know, you want to take a chance and say that maybe next week they'll up him or, or maybe he'll get a little bit more, then that's just, that's just one hell of a chance that I'm not willing to take in fantasy. Not unless you're in like a really deep league. And I mean, Especially, like you said, PPR, he's definitely a bench, no doubt. I mean, that's not you can't even take a chance there in a PPR league. But in a standard league, deep league, yeah, you know, you could play him. 
Got it. Got it there. Let's talk trade bait for a second. How about James Conner? What's he, what's he worth these days? James Conner is somebody that I have fucking, okay? James Conner fucked, yeah. and he fought yeah. hard this week, okay? So let's talk about this. The kid comes in. Connor. Let's talk about Connor. We're, yeah. we're talking about Connor. So, kid comes in behind this O line. You already got the whole Lev Bell debacle going on, um, and the dude just basically showed that you put somebody in that position. That O line's going to take care of business for you. So, he comes out 135 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and he had five receptions for 57 yards. That's not a bad day. The dude's beat cancer. He's got such a great backstory. Uh, I mean, it's just the team loves him. The O-line celebrated with him. Basically just slapped Lev Bell in the dick, pretty much. So I was uh, I was really excited about it. So, yeah, I got James Conner. He's fucking this week. He's fucking hard. So, like, you know, you, you've seen players, like, whenever they have, like, big things happen in their life, you know, like, say something happens bad or something good happens in their life. And, like, I feel like James Conner knew, like, what, for, like, probably two or three weeks now that he was going to get the starting job. All right? yeah. He knew. Overcoming and he knew, he knew that he had to ball out. You know, he, he had to do it. And not to mention, he wanted Le'Veon Bell to see him go and hug his teammates like that whenever he got that, whenever he got the touchdown and that, you know, for that to be his celebration. And the dude, it, it was raining. Remember, it was raining there. So it wasn't, it wasn't the, yeah, the best condition for him to, to flourish too. It was bad conditions. The winds were like and, 30 miles an hour. So it was not easy. So, I hope to see him continue his trend. Uh, if you should to say what what he's worth, uh, I would say he's he's not worth anything right now. There, you, you, there's no number on him for him right now. He's tradable, I think, if you get the right value. You, yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, I think wide receiver two. You can get wide receiver two, running back two. Like for honestly, I would take uh, Jordan Howard for him all day. You sell high on James Conner while you can. I mean, I'm saying yeah. just just because I said he fucked does not mean I'm saying don't trade him away or keep him. Do not get rid of this guy. He has a great offensive line. He's got a great receiving core. He's got a quarterback that sometimes falls down and fumbles the ball. So those line interceptions. Dude, <laughs> those line interceptions. But I'm telling you, this dude is going to be a PPR monster all for until Lev Bell comes back. I think he's still going to have it whenever Lev Bell does come back. I'm saying when Bell comes back, it's, he, he's not going to have the role. He won't have the role. I, I disagree. Be- I, I completely I, disagree. Uh, you, uh, you cannot trade this guy. You cannot do it. You, like, you, you would have to get a monstrosity of a trade. Jordan Howard is nowhere near for me to, for me to trade James Conway for Jordan Howard. I, I cannot do that. Well, if someone was crazy and they were willing to give you, It just say, depends on what you need, though. It's, it's, Fremont. Kareem How about this? James Conner? I'm taking no. I'm taking nothing but first round pick value for James Conner right now. It, it has to be their first round pick. Yeah, sell high. I don't know about first round pick, but I'm saying sell high on the guy. If if you need something else, if you have running back down pat, you just pick this guy up off the waiver wire to stash him and have him. Yes, sell high on this cat. If he's all you really got, then then roll with him. But going back to what you said, Kevin, you're saying that you know Lev Bell comes back and he's gonna get the job again. Who's to say that? Who's to say that this guy's been there? He's putting in the work. I don't give a shit. 
if, if you're if you're Jesus, I don't. It doesn't matter. Like, I mean, he, he this guy is in there. He's doing his damn job. The team loves him. The, the O line's pissed at Lev Bell. I, I just don't give a shit. Everybody knows this whole story. How this goes? It, it just to take a redemption story. Basically, he would just have to come back, and he's already sour with it. I, I'm just not seeing it. I mean, I own a shit ton of Lev's Lev stock, and everywhere I have Connor, so you have ties. Uh, everywhere I have Connor. Uh, no, I have them both, and I'll hold them both until I have some sort of answer on what probably happens. But if someone offered me enough for Connor, where I have Mixon, or where I have where I have Howard, or where I have Dion Lewis, I'll I'll do it for 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 a high enough guy's going to get me the whole season versus a guy whose role is going to be definitely reduced. I mean, it's not a question of completely reduced. It's a question of it will be reduced. I, I think that's a long way away, though. That's a long way away. Though. Yes. That, could, that, that player could help you straight up get seven or eight wins. But if you don't make the playoffs, don't mean shit. Seven or eight wins, it's not that hard to make yeah, that, the playoffs after that. But what I'm saying is when you do make it, if you play that guy who has stashed a player like that, that pays dividends. That's my opinion. Play a guy who stashed who stashed Connor? Bell. Stash Bell moved Connor for someone like Mixon. Say he moved him for Mixon. He's got Mixon. He also drafted Deion Lewis and then he picks up Bell. That or not you can go better than Lewis even. You can go say he's got Fournette or say he's got Melvin Gordon. Shit. I mean, there, there's all kinds of different things we could throw out there. Bottom line is, is I, I got this guy. This dude fucked hard this week. Jordan, Jordan, who do you, who fucked hard for you, man? Who fucked hard this week? Who do you think fucked? Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, Crow, Crow, fucking did not see him coming. I didn't. I didn't see it out of nowhere. Look, I had a guy. It's actually in my league. I forget the other player he wanted me. It was Duke Johnson. He said. He said, man, I got to start. Um, actually, he's got Lev Bell. All right, and he said, "Man, it fucking sucks about Bell." He said, "I'm thinking about starting uh, Duke Johnson." And then he, I said, "Man, what other options you got?" He said, "Isaiah Correll." I said, "Oh man, that fucking sucks." I, said, I don't like neither one of them motherfuckers. I said, "I wouldn't <laughs> hate to start neither one of them," but you know what? I hate Duke Johnson more than I hate Isaiah Correll. And uh, he he fucking started Isaiah Correll and fucking won by five points because of it. It was fucking awesome. You think it's because he's not wearing orange and brown anymore? Probably. No, I think it's because the Jets only threw the ball twenty-one times. Man, those Jets look good. Twenty-one times. That's all he threw the ball. So, can you really say like, like the the most attempts throwing the ball last week was the Colts? They threw it fifty-three times. Um, but your average was probably thirty-five to thirty-six. The Jets only threw the ball twenty-one times, and and one of those was an interception. <laughs> the first one. So, I mean. Ah, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know if Isaiah Crowell is going to continue to do it, but I know that if you started him this week, you have loved yourself. Right. Just say it. He fucked. His role is much more expensive than I anticipated. But the only thing, the only thing that really got me was no receptions. Yeah, I mean, he which was, I mean, he which is understandable down. when he only when he only threw the ball twenty one times. But you know, to, if he starts getting in the receiving game. You know, in the next couple of weeks, that guy is going to be great fantasy value this year. Especially what I don't even know what his ADP was, but I know it wasn't good. It was low. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was very low. If on he that. was drafted, 
He was drafted, yeah. Who fucked hard for you, Kevin? Tyreek Hill oh. fucked like goddamn a video game. I mean, that guy... Fucked like a video game? <laughs> yeah, like, I was trying to think of the video game, but I, I missed out on it. But this, this guy... This guy... Fortnite! Fortnite! Fucking like a Fortnite. Fortnite! Tyreek Hill was right. Fortnite, shooting and killing everybody within 10 fucking yards of... That's a great comparison. Eight targets, right? Seven catches, 169 and two touches. And top of that, he returned two balls for 95 and a touch. Dude's an animal. Animal. I mean, doesn't matter what system you play, what scoring system you have. He was a top two flex scorer. Him and Camara. And basically every league across ESPN platforms. Like, that simple. Like, whatever you do, like, he was top-notch. And you can't really say there's a better value right now. Man, I just... You think you think of all the people that missed out like on this guy, like because I mean right. I was thinking in a lot of leagues, like how you know maybe I should go ahead and just reach and say you know what screw it, let's go ahead and get this dude in the second because my heart told me like you know yes like they, like there was a lot of uncertainty and I'm getting into my my, my one of my top waiver ads for this week it, it has to be Patrick Mahomes man. Um, but there was a lot of uncertainty around it. Some people were worried about Tyreek Hill. They were worried about Travis Kelsey. That uncertainty for me is gone. I'm completely comfortable with this. And if you're not getting on that waiver wire this week to try to pick up Patrick Mahomes, I don't know what the hell you're doing. This kid is potentially last year's Deshaun Watson. Let's just hope to God and knock on a shitload of wood that nothing <laughs> bad happens to him. It's funny, it's funny you say that because uh, this year's Deshaun Watson is not that damn good. The thing not is, Deshaun Watson only played only a couple of games last year and Patrick Mahomes has got a lot more still to prove to me just because of one game you could talk about Fitzy all right just because it's one game doesn't mean that you're going to be able to finish the whole season out that way I like I know that Tyreek Hill is the fastest guy with cleats on you know like, he is he is amazing uh, I hope to see his his value continue to thrive like he's doing I just I just I hate that I missed that on him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the reason. Not saying like you said, a lot of people didn't want that. I was one of those people. Like I didn't like Patrick Mahomes. Um, we'll just see. We'll see what happens in, in the rest of the year. But I mean, you're probably going to see him at the top of this list multiple times if Patrick Mahomes uh, keeps doing what he's doing. Yep. Very true. So I got him uh, as my pickup, and then another guy I have that I'm, I definitely everybody should be getting out there to grab. And this is somebody that I love when he first came in. He had a little bit of injury issues, and now he's back, and he has a brand new quarterback throwing the ball to him. And that's Quincy Anumwa. This guy was targeted like like crazy on Monday night. Like, and I didn't think he was going to get the targets that he got, but he got them. He got himself a touchdown. I mean, the dude come out with sixty three receiving yards, one touchdown. He had ten targets. So. I mean, obviously, maybe we're seeing uh, something, you know, bubbling up here that obviously this might could be Sam Darnold's favorite target. And as long as this kid can stay healthy, I think that he is a great pickup this week to go ahead and get him, stash him there on the bench, start him in the flex, whatever you got. I mean, the Jets are going to be coming up next week, and I think they're going to be, yeah, they're going to be playing, the, they're going to be playing the Dolphins at home. It's their home opener. Why not rock with it? Look, you said you said ten targets, right? Ten targets, yes. Out of 21. <clears throat> if you can get a guy on any team that's getting half of the targets, half 
almost almost half. It's 21, 21 pass attempts. Almost half of the targets of the whole of the whole team. Man, that's that's, that's a value right there. That's strong. Agree. Who you who? All right, so that's who I'm picking up. I want to know who you guys are picking up. Okay, so I'm looking at obviously Philip Lindsay. I like what he did from a PPR perspective. I think he's going to get a lot of money. Him and uh, TJ Yeldon going to draw a lot of bids on the F- on the Fab and also on the redraft. All right, so uh, Rick, get happy, get happy, Rick. Call her Rick. Yeah, you Rick. Just heard it from Rick Kevin. Get down. <laughs> Rick, get down. Uh, some wideouts uh, I'm digging right now: uh, Philip Dorsett and uh, D.D. Westbrook. Two guys I, I dig, and on the tight end spectrum, like I spoke earlier on the Gronk stat, on the Gronk status, it's thin. It's a thin market, you know, with uh, Delaney Walker going down, Greg Olson going down. If you can find Kittle on your waiver wire, you grab him early. He he had five for ninety. I think he dropped the ball that was fifty plus for a touchdown. I mean, we're looking at six for 140 and a touch if he makes that grab. Since I know the sample's small, Garoppolo this, Garoppolo that, the dude is the main target for Garoppolo since he took over the reins under the Kyle Shanahan offense. So you play him. He, he He's a top five rest of the season. I think he'll finish top five, top ten tight end. I don't yeah, I think see so, any, too. I don't see any reason why not uh, from a target share potential output strength of schedule perspective uh, I think Ingram has a t- tougher schedule I think Reed has a tougher schedule I think Ertz has a tougher schedule tight end is just slim tight end, yeah. tight end is just like they, there's so many things if you can grab yourself a good tight end grab him and I know me and Jordan were talking earlier and one of his hot waiver wire pickups who wh- which tight end was it that you were talking about Will Disley, uh, he's tight end for the Seahawks. I know everybody saw what he did. Well, if you didn't, you need to pay attention. Look, 105 yards, one touchdown. Three receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. That's On a team that just lost Doug, well, I mean, Doug Baldwin is, you know, he's already gone, but that's going to lose Doug Baldwin for a long time. They're going to be, they're going to be, yeah, he knew about that. That big <laughs> fucking lie. But look, he's gone. You know Lockett's going to get it. I mean, they don't have the Jimmy Graham no more, so Disley really took care of that role. And I think that he, he what I was reading was he was a really good blocker too, so he's going to be on the field a lot. And uh, you know Russell Wilson, he likes to sling that ball down the field. That's what I'm saying. Three receptions, 105 yards. So that's a 30, 33, 34 yard average. All right, average complete. That that's a, that's amazing. I mean, I wish I wish that he would have got you know six six receptions for 105 yards and a touchdown. But he might not be very high, and, and like you told him, talk about like a standard league. That was that was that was gravy. That's that's, that's a hell of a tight end on that sitting on the waiver wire in a standard league with 105 yards and touchdown. But can it continue? Do you do you think that this I don't, is going to continue? Know. He's an ad. I'm not saying he's a star. I mean, I, I would if I if I was one that had you know say if you had Greg Olson or Delaney Walker and you go there and Jared Cook's not there and Kittle's not there, you know, and you pick up Disley and it's that's what you got. I'm I'm playing it. Worth a shot. You know, I'm not gonna. Yeah, sit, I'm not gonna stick Kittle for him. Like, I have uh, Gronk and Kittle in one of my leagues, and uh, Kittle was actually I picked him up in like the 11th or 12th round. Um, so I'm holding on to him. I'm not really worried. But I if you got a say, like you got a high waiver claim, and you know that you got a dude right below you that needs a tight end, hell, pick him up. If you got somebody to get rid of, 
pick him up and say, hey, buddy, you want to trade with me? You want to trade with me? Thank <laughs> You want to sleep on it and go with Ian Thomas. I think uh, filling in for Olsen, he might have quite a share of targets because Cam loves the tight end, and he's going to be pretty – he's going to fit the role pretty well. Question is – Yeah, I mean, he he does. He does. But, I mean, look at at Greg Olsen's history in the last three years. He's been injured a lot. You know, and there hasn't really been any tight end that I've seen come from there that that could do what Greg Olsen did. I mean, I think that – uh, Cam likes Greg Olson. I don't think that he's one of those quarterbacks that likes the position. You know, like Drew Brees <laughs> likes the position. Yeah, agree, agree you with know, that. Yeah, I'm not saying that Cam likes the position. I think he really likes uh, Big Dick Greg. So, yep, that could be that could be true too. Big Dick Greg. <laughs> yeah. What was it, it last like, year? Derek Big Dick Car. Not anymore. Yeah, it's more like Derek Broke Dick Car. <laughs> well, it, it was broke dick sixteen. My my league, it was uh, it was actually broke dick uh, Greg. So I just had to throw the big right. dick because I mean he goes off whenever he's playing, but it just sucks. It's just tight ends. You hate tight ends. This play really suck. And you know we've had a couple of running backs disappoint this this week. Um. So if you're looking for a and this is I want to know here y'all's take a little bit on this because I want to give y'all my my perspective on it. Earlier y'all were talking about comparing uh Lindsay and uh, Royce as a boom and zoom type thing. Well, think about boom and zoom, but with Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. I mean, yeah. it, it's, this guy, look, how many, how many running backs have you seen that have been with Melville that got five rushes for 39 yards, but five receptions for 87 yards and a touchdown, okay? Think about it. Think about Ingram and, and, and Kamara last year, 20 and 20, right? Look at Melvin and Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler went the fuck off in the preseason. He was running out like crazy. He, he's the only one really from the preseason that caught my eye. Right. Reminds me of the guy from Baltimore last year that used to be on San Diego. or San, uh, Who was that? Uh, so, yeah. We forget we forget um, names all the time. But, but, yeah, but it's I, like, I, it was just so much more productive. I mean, and, and it's because there's Melvin there, you know? And it wasn't against a really bad defense either. That was what was really exciting to me about it was like watching that. Like, yeah, everybody was really, really high on Mel- Melvin Gordon. Nobody really thought to think about how they were going to, you know, stop and think like, how are we going to use this running back scheme? And now seeing Austin Eckler, we've seen him do a little bit of stuff preseason last year. We had a couple of games that he did well in last year, I believe it was. But now coming out, opening your season. Eckler's a way, rookie. Eckler's a rookie. Rookie this year? Eckler's a rookie. Yes. Oh, no, he isn't. I thought he, is. he played. He was rookie last year, I believe. I thought he was a rookie this year. No, it, it doesn't matter now. It's like he is like a rookie now because he's being introduced finally, and we're seeing him that way now. He's I a guess. me rookie. He's a rookie to me. All right, he's, whatever. He's a, he's a Jordan rookie. <laughs> Hell yeah! It doesn't matter. But I, 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 I watch feel- him play. I, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a high upside. I picked him up. I think he's a hell of an ad for this week. It was exciting to, to see. For great, sure. great pickup. Definitely. And another thing, look, we all know the Chargers fucking receivers are dropping balls like fucking size Keenan Allen. They were dropping fucking balls. Balls were fucking hands right through their hands, hitting them in the hands, throwing on a like they were throwing them on the fucking ground. So they're throwing them to the fucking running backs in San Diego. Well, whatever. Are they LA now? They're in LA. I'll probably now, do that yeah. for the rest of my life. I'll probably do that for the rest of my life. I will too. Uh, There's no doubt about it. My survivor pool today, I called the the San Diego Chargers. I was like, "Do you mean the Chargers?" I was like, "Yep." 
it happens that way sometimes. All right. So with that, like I last thing I want to talk about before before we wrap this this up is just let's look into our regrets that we have so far. It's only week one. It's still a little little you know quick to maybe make some regrets. If I had to make one regret, it's it was it was drafting Alan Hearns. I thought that this Cowboys team was going to be exciting. I thought that it was going to be something, you know, new and, and that even that Dez gone, it was going to be fine. You know, I thought that everything was just going to work in a different sense and it went to shit and it went to hell in a handbasket, went to shit fast. Alan Hearns had one reception for 20 yards. That is the definition of regret for me. Well, my regret, you know, when I was in high school, there was this girl – um, are we talking? Are we talking about fantasy? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Fan- well, it just depends on what kind of fantasy you want to talk about. Was was there? A oh, see, now, see, now we can really talk about inducing regrets. <laughs> you want? I mean, we can we can just I can tell y'all. No, okay. Um, Ezekiel Elliott for me, man. My uh, a regret for now. Okay, he's not a regret as in a long term aspect, but a regret for now. Um, yeah, you can't the do team, like that. Man, the receivers just they just they can't they know they ain't got nothing going for him. Look, only three receptions for Zeke. And that is horrible. I watched the game, and I had to turn it off. I was getting so sick, man. Zeke ran the same. Every time Dak threw the ball and he wouldn't pass block, he ran the same exact route. Five yards up the gut, turn around and stare at Dak while Dak tries to figure out what to do with his hands. And it was just, it was just pissing me off, man. He only, ran, he only ran the ball 15 times for 69 yards. He got a touchdown, which he, he still did good, but I need more out of my number one draft pick this year in multiple leagues okay that's why it's got me the most in multiple leagues he was my number one pick and it really pissed me off but i mean at least one lev bell yeah that's me lev bell everybody done it everybody in every league there's somebody in every fucking league that did it it's the one year i draft like top five every league like i didn't have a back end pick and the one year i really wanted the back end pick he felt i have barkley or Le'Veon. In every league, yep. Every I think every yeah every league, I have one or the other, and it was like three, two or three or five or six, and it was Kamara Barkley or DJ Bell, and I fucked up. I should have won DJ a couple times and diversified the front end, but yeah. I didn't. And that's I, a, that's another one of my regrets is talking so much shit about Alan Kamara. Yeah, Kamara too. I should have diversified there, but what? I talked a bunch of shit about him. But I didn't know. I didn't know the Saints were going to completely change everything in their whole entire life and only run the fucking ball what thirteen fucking times. Didn't matter. He got like 13, fourteen points in one of my thirteen. Leagues, I know, but they only ran the ball thirteen fucking times between everybody. That's fucking insane, dude. I'm dancing right now. Mm, told y'all. Told y'all. Mm. I, I, I hate the people that say it's it's no regression because he did the same in one week. Like it's not going to happen every week. He's not going to score forty every week. You take that shit and you pack it in your lunchbox and you get the fuck out of here, Kevin. But <laughs> <laughs> I promise he'll get twenties and thirties. He will. Like it's, it's guaranteed to happen. Like he's very very good, but he's not he's not going to play the Bucks every week. Did you see what the Bucks did to the fucking Saints, man? Uh, let me stop you there. The Bucks aren't going to play the Saints every week either, buddy. Okay, so don't be going off about Fitzpatrick and the Fitz Magic and yeah. All that. Right. You take, you take, out of here. You take your Fitzy Ditzy shit and you run along to your to your uh, yeah. to, to the Meadowlands. 
Run back and uh, shit out of man. Ain't, gonna, ain't no way that's going to happen. If that happens again, all right, I'm not going to do that. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but Because it might happen again, and I'll be fucked. So. Well, Kevin, before, before, before we let you go, I do have to say this, though, man. I mean, how hyped were you to, to see Saquon Barkley get that, get that touchdown run? Uh, I was pretty excited, but, you know, that was a tough day. Like, he averaged one run. He averaged rough. I'm more excited for Sunday night when he demolishes the Cowboys. That should be I would, a little uh, more enjoyable. And OBJ, I would have called it relief. Uh, no, it's not relief. That was because, re- it was a relief when he got that big big run in that touchdown. That was relief for me because I was seeing his points, and I was I didn't have anything, but, I mean, I wanted to see him do well. But I would relief. say it was like a fire, fire, yeah. sign of relief whenever he got that big-ass run. They threw him a screen pass for the first time. I felt relieved because it felt like they were just stuffing him up the gut, and I wasn't quite happy with – he had nowhere to go. Like you got to give him the ball in space. He finally got the ball in space early second half. Made some things happen with it. Uh, he has tremendous, uh, just like Kamara, balance. And uh, I think he'll do he'll do a lot for the Giants. But uh, uh, I, I you heard it here first. I just dis- I disagree with the pick. It should have been a QB. And uh, is what it is. Do you still but, think that he is worth the first round draft pick? First round, yes. Number two, no. All right. We got that. Yeah. Well, Kevin, thanks so much for being on with you, man. We got some awesome shit going on, by the way, on uh on www.garagegasfancysports.com. Kevin's our editor in chief, like we had said. Uh get online, go check out some of our articles that we're writing. We're put, pumping out content for you guys for the season, uh, along with uh fantasy stoner, uh new edition fantasy guy as well. So uh so we have great stuff happening. Hey Chase. Yes. Where can they follow me at? I, I don't know. Turn. Oh, we we can talk about that. It was your turn. We we it still got turn. we still got to talk about some week two, man. We still got to talk about about the schedule. We still got to talk about some stuff. Kevin's got to go. Kevin's got to go and dream about Saquon Barkley uh, running it up the gut. We we <laughs> we, we, we got to talk. We we got to talk some more. Kevin, look, thanks for being on, uh, and we'll talk to you soon, man. Yes, sir. Be easy. Peace, Jordan. Peace, Chase. Later, man. Peace. So you can follow Kevin at Kevin underscore Smedley. Um, always good to have him, even though we've only had him for one time. No, that's that's a good way to put it. <laughs> I think I might have I might have been uh, thinking outside the box on that one, but okay. We were we were thinking a little bit too outside the box. Kevin, we're happy to have Kevin. Not, not outside the box. How, how do I say? I was uh, maybe I was being dirty minded. I don't know. You're being dirty minded. What box are you? Yeah, in? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but look, guys. So we have we have a huge slate of games again this week. Uh, no bye weeks yet. Bye weeks aren't here, so no, no worries for bye weeks just yet. Uh, Thursday night, big game coming up. Ravens are going to be playing in Cincinnati at the Bengals. And then on Sunday, we got the Chiefs at the Steelers, the Dolphins at the Jets, the Eagles are at the Bucks, the Browns at the Saints, Colts at the Redskins, Chargers at the Bills, Vikings at the Packers, Panthers at the Falcons, and Texans at the Titans. Late games, slate, so we have Cardinals are going to be playing at the Rams, Lions at the 49ers, Raiders at the Broncos, Patriots at the Jaguars. And then for Sunday night football next Sunday, hold your hats. It's the Giants playing in Dallas against the sad boys, as I like to call them. Uh, do you agree with the sad boy terminology? No, I do not, because I own lots of shares of Zeke Elliott. <laughs> so. how, about, how about me and, and a buddy of mine, we kick your ass. And, you know, oh. 
Uh, how about that? You're a sad boy now. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have Zeke in one league too, so I, I feel your pain. And Monday night football. I don't football, think you do. I do actually. We 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 jointly own Zeke in the uh, in the backseat QB podcast league. True that. True that. You forget that. So we're we're joint owners of Zeke. Yeah, we and, lost. Uh, by the way, I know. I saw that. It was it was a tragedy. It was yeah, not. It was, it was not. A, it was not a good week. It was not a good opening week for me. <laughs> no, it was not. It was not. We're yeah, gonna do better, guys. I think I think one of the mo- most exciting games for me though next week is going to be Monday Night Football. And that's the Seahawks going to be playing in Chicago against the Bears, the Bears' home opener. Um, that was one hell of a game on Sunday night against the Bears at the Packers. Um, just Aaron Rodgers just just showed how much of a god he is. He showed he showed how much of a uh, of the goat of one of. It's like like LeBron James said. He said it. He, he said it the way people need to say it. And he said, uh, "I woke up this morning." Only thing I could think of was that Aaron Rodgers is one of the goats, and I love that he said that. And I'd like that people should use that word more often because you know we sit here and try to figure out who is the goat, and in reality there are many goats. There are many goats in many positions, and many goats of many times. And I like, I really like that. You know, right? You don't go to a farm and just see one goat. There's a lot of goats, right? Well, if you don't have more than one goat, it's probably not a farm. Yeah, it's just kind of like an animal. You know what I mean? Very, very much so. So, so I do agree with that too. I think it's cool LeBron came out and said that. But it's dude, kind of like <laughs> an animal. What the fuck was up with that? Oh, yeah, that that's, uh, my, bad, my bad. My bad. Did I say it's kind of like an animal? <laughs> yeah, you said it's kind of <laughs> like an animal. <laughs> yeah, go go goats go, goats an animal. You know? Yeah, go look up Sergio and Dip. <laughs> <laughs> and here the goats are. Having the time of their lives. Thought <laughs> no. you loved grass. Watch this goat. All right, but speaking speaking of greatest of all time, our goat, the animal, if you want to proclaim that, um, you cannot like unsee what Khalil Mack did Sunday night, and this Bears defense is back, and I am super hyped about them. Uh, Khalil Mack basically just took Deshaun Kaiser. Like grabbed him, put him into a ball, like on uh, on Space Jam when the Monstars grabbed Michael Jordan, turned him into a basketball, and then threw him in the hoop. Like that's basically what that whole that whole scenario, that whole play reminded me of. And then ran that ball back for a pick six, man. <laughs> you know what? I, but uh, the whole time when I was thinking that, I didn't think of Space Jam. I think I wish I would have because it would have made it even better. But I was hoping that we were going to see Randall Cobb throw some footballs around again. Oh, that would have been cool. But, hey, Randall Cobb got in the end zone. That's all that matters. Randall Cobb went off. Uh, Aaron, back to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the defense played fucking great. You know, Aaron Rodgers coming back out. And, you know, I was thinking about it whenever I was watching the game. And, you know, most of these players, um, they're not too intent on going back out there on an injury, you know. Unless you've just signed the biggest contract in the NFL. That is very true, and wow. and you have to. Oh, hey, you gotta pay me. I don't care. I'm getting back out there. So I, I was having a debate with someone the other day. Actually, we were talking about. I haven't got to talk to you about this yet. So we we were talking about 
like Aaron Rodgers, like, what do you think happened back there? I said, they probably pumped his knee full of steroids, gave him like a handful of Percocets and said, get out there and do magic things. And I said, no, I don't think that's what happened. Before you keep going, before you keep going, that's exactly what happened. Because if you go back and watch his post-game interview, all right, she's like, Aaron, what happened? He's like, I hurt my knee. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so, and that in the in the uh, in game interview that I can't believe. Okay, I can't believe he can play that high because he is one of the greatest. But man, he was fucking flying high at the uh, Josh game. Josh Gordon. I mean, you you look at somebody you're talking about flying high, yeah. But no, I, I I was I was leaning more towards the fact that and like I took another example of it. So we all know Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend is Danica Patrick, and Danica Patrick is like one of the new biggest hippies on the planet. She, she fucks with crystals and meditation, all that shit. So I was like, no, nah, yeah, I'm pretty sure Danica Patrick went back there and like gave him a bunch of crystals and like some kind of a mystical god appeared from from the sky and healed his knee. And then she rubbed a bunch of like uh, like water from from a Alaskan well, like on the Water Boy, maybe, and uh, and put that on his name. I would go more with the water from Water Boy before I would go with the crystals. But yeah, I got you. I got you. I would probably go more with a handful of Percocets. <laughs> <laughs> dude, so, he went back there and and got some fucking go go juice, bro. He got something, I mean, dude. That's all I know. He I mean, was that's... he was limping to the huddle. And and from the huddle, but in between getting underneath center and walking to the huddle, he didn't have a care in the world. You could he, he, like there was a couple a couple of times when he was making a run. You could tell he didn't want to. He throw the ball away, you know. But the comeback man, uh, what was he twenty? It was twenty to three at half, maybe some sorts right around in there. Twenty three to three. Yeah, I'm not one hundred percent on the score, but yeah, but it was it was, was rough. He uh he. <laughs> He he saved himself from getting traded in every single league possible. You know, Dude, you don't he... understand the heart attack that I had, man, because like I have him in my fourteen team man on sleeper, and I'm sitting here and like I, I literally lost about point seven five in that league, by the way, this week. So I'm I'm I was just like really like oh I was like nerd like on on edge, man. But when when he came back and he got you know over twenty points for me, I was just like okay, it's just Aaron Rodgers, man. Like this is insane. I just. I got something for you. What you got? You ready? Yeah, go. Khalil Mac, Craig Mac, Return of the Mac, Mac and Cheese. I don't give a damn. Those teddy bears still trash. Ooh, who said that? Aaron Rodgers, bro. Aaron Rodgers Aaron said that? Yeah. yeah, when he was high. Oh, that's the meme. That's the meme. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm just saying, don't don't fuck with this Bears defense. I, uh, I, I, I love them. I actually own them now. And um, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to playing them against the Seahawks uh, this week, and I uh, I think it's going to be good. Khalil Mack is shut down the Seahawks offense. I think with I think with Khalil Mack on that team, it's uh it's it's possible to shut down anything because he's fired up. He just got a huge. He's the highest paid defensive player in the league now. Um, I'm just I'm stoked to see the Bears defense back. It's like I, I just I don't know. It's just it's just like one of those legendary defenses, man. Like now you got somebody like Khalil Mack there. That's why I tweeted out. No, it's not a legendary defense, buddy. Okay, he's it's a legendary, legendary guy. He's a legendary player. player. It's like it's like if you're in if you're in you know Madden Ultimate Team and you got Khalil Mack. You know what I mean? 99 overall. You know, which is obviously going to be his stat. You know, obviously whenever the stat corrections come out on Madden, I'm picking him up, getting him 99. But 
I can't you wait know, to play with on Madden with the Bears. Game changer, dude. Game changer. It, it doesn't give him enough time to think. It doesn't give him a chance to run his way. You take away so much from having a player like that. And, um, you know, what is Doug Baldwin's favorite thing to do? It's to run from people and throw the ball way down the field. That's like what he. It's like it's like they should design plays to let defensive backs get. Cl- I mean, uh, like Cleo Mack to get closer to him so they can run from him and throw the ball down the field and, and make amazing plays. So I don't know, dude. Russell Wilson, what he can do with uh with getting chased around. I mean, he he better be able to catch him. He better be able. To catch him. That's all I can say too. What what I'm more interested to see is they also have another team they're going to be playing. Uh, you know, two two games this season, and they did not. He did not have a great start. The Jets completely whopped him. Uh, Matthew Stafford looked horrible. Can you imagine Khalil Max pressure on Matthew Stafford after his performance the other night? It's going to be fun to watch. Oh man, I hate it for anybody that drafted him. Matthew Stafford, man, it was there's a lot of people, a lot of truthers, and you know it's hard. I hope you didn't start him. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody started him if they drafted him, obviously. I mean, everybody – He could have been your second quarterback. It's true. It could have happened that way, too. And if you're in a, uh, a very, like, uh, like an eight-man, maybe. No, ten-man, dude. Ten-man uh, a starting quarterback. Uh, I don't know. I think Matthew Stafford deserves a start maybe in a ten, for sure. Yeah, nah, nah, I wouldn't have. But some people might have. I mean, you, you can't be me. You know what I'm saying? You just, you just can't. I don't know. I, I know. All I know is this week. I, okay, okay. I get you. I get you. <laughs> all like, this week, I'm just, I'm really looking forward. Like I said, the Seahawks Bears matchup is going to be electric and exciting. It's going to be one of the fun ones to watch. Um, but man, I don't know. It's uh, I'm just so glad football's back, man. Me too, man. It's been a crazy fucking week, man. Like, I don't know. Like, am I tripping or am I not tripping? Like, it was like one of the greatest offensive weeks that I have ever noticed to me. And I don't know if it's true or not, but (laughs) what's up? Okay, so I was actually thinking about this. So you remember when we did our podcast a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about how, you know, Vegas was making it to where, you know, like sports betting is legal this year now and, um, you know, DraftKings wants on to, stadiums. Yeah, you know, stadiums, DraftKings wants to, to sponsor team stuff. Like, is this – is what you were saying was right? What if it's right? The William McGinnis – it's a possibility. The William McGinnis conspiracy is out there, so I, I'm not. I'm not knocking any conspiracies at this point. No, you can't, dude. Because it was uh, to me, it was insane. I don't know if everybody else saw it this way, but you know, you've got your obvious guys that just went crazy. I mean, you've got Tyreek Hill. You've got um, you've got Michael Thomas. Um, who else helped me? Kamara, uh, Keenan Allen. You know, and then uh, you, then you have those. You know, Melvin Gordon, OBJ. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen so many players score over 25 points in one week. It was uh, such I, a high-scoring week. And like you're saying, yes, it has been a long time since we've seen something like this happen. So it's either these players are getting better and in football and the, the game itself, players are evolving and just the, the you know the more coming into the game itself are shit's rigged, bro. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, okay, so 1,116 passes, 847 rushes. That's passing attempts and that's rushing attempts for this week. 
in total 300 for the league. In, to- in total for the league, 847 rushes, 1,116 passes. Now, I know that a lot of those passes went to running backs, okay? But I think that this will always be a passing league from now on because that, that, that 1,116 pass attempts in one week I think is a lot. You got the, the Colts at number one with 53 passing attempts. 53. 53 wow. times. The Jets are the, at the bottom with 21 pass attempts. Um, we'll, we'll go in after this. I just think this is a cool stat. That's why I'm, I don't like stats a whole lot. But this is something I came up with. I didn't find it. I, I added them up myself. I think um, that's the neat, Redskins yeah. ran the ball. The Redskins ran the ball 42 times, number one, uh, the highest amount of, of rush attempts. Um, and you boys, you ain'ts. All right, they lost the game. They need to figure something else how to do. They only ran the ball. They only handed the ball off 13 times, dude. Are, are they going to come back? Are that, they going to do that's, that? That's got to change, man. And, like, I will say do that, you, too. Do you want it to change, though? I mean, Think about it. I mean, the, the fantasy value, I mean, if they're always playing catch-up, man, it's always nice for mm-hmm. fantasy. And, I mean, like, that's the big thing is just separating your love for a team and fantasy, and like I gotta say, man, dude, we have a fantasy podcast. We have a fantasy site. I mean, we're basically we're fantasy. We're we're fantasy guys. So I mean, obviously, yes, I love the Saints, but when people can can score big and off this and really capitalize, man, it's I, I hate I hate that we lost, but we almost caught back up. But at the end of the day, the fantasy owners of Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn. Drew Brees, but, they won. But at the end of the day, all right, the Saints, Drew Brees, had a shootout with Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> That's and the Tampa Buccaneers. That, if it would have been Aaron Rod, like you remember the, um, no, I'll say the Eli. Giant, when the, it was Giants, the Giants, the Giants, yeah, got the 50s. Okay, I kind of see that. You know, that was before the Saints defense got good. Um, that was, what, two years ago? Um, yeah. It was okay. You know, because they had a good offense, we had a good offense, they had a shit defense, we had a shit defense. But the Tampa Bay was supposed to be shit all around, dude. You weren't supposed to see Deshaun Jackson get this many points. You weren't supposed to – I didn't think uh, Evans was, would do this well. Nobody that damn did. Shit. And, and, I mean, like, anybody anybody that tells you otherwise is lying. Anyone that tells you otherwise is a liar. Yeah, if it's not recorded, it ain't true. Even Mike, Mike Francesca came out and said that the Saints, this was an easy breezy. You know, no, well, you know, I can't say it because you're the only one. You're the only one that I know that was like, "Don't sleep on Fitzpatrick." But little did you know, he was playing your ain'ts the first week. Yeah, I mean, I knew they were playing, but I was also saying like Fitzpatrick is a good quarterback. I mean, we've seen him do some stuff. I mean, I'm saying he's the greatest quarterback, but he, he, he can set up. I, I mean, he has that one great game every year. And then you start seeing a decline, but I mean, he's still gonna, he's still gonna get the ball around. And I just really think that if he does this one more game, you know, he could he could have like next week. You know, he you know he's gonna be going up uh, next week. I believe it's against yeah. He's playing the Eagles this week, dude. So I mean, that's gonna be tough. Ooh. So if he can come out with a win against the Eagles like that, like he did with them, then we'll know something's happening. Something's so. real. Waiver wire pickups possible for people this week are going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick because of the points. You know, people like that. And possibly Deshaun Jackson. I picked him up. I, I'm, I'm good with, with, with Deshaun Jackson. For desperate quarterback people, Fitzpatrick, yeah. What about picking up Fitzpatrick? If you're for, desperate. 
other game. Not not you know pick him up this week, but bench him if you got room on your roster. Trade value, yeah. right? Trade value, but still bench him and not play him this week because I, I don't want to play any quarterback against the Eagles. Uh-uh. I don't. I don't. I don't want to see that. No, it's just and I don't want to play any quarterback against the Falcons because that that Eagles Falcons game last week was straight fucking. That's Thursday night. That was straight fucking defense. Falcons lost some defensive players though, man. They did. They did, but I mean, there's still a good defensive uh, scheme. It's still a good defensive players. You know, a couple of players don't make the whole team. That's true. Dan Quinn ain't going. Dan, Dan Quinn ain't going to fuck around. And I mean, I hate no. to have to say no. it, but it's the truth. But um, I don't know. It's just it's week one's always, you know, you know, you're not really sure. You kind of walk into it uncertain. The main focus of this, though, and, and I want all of our listeners to know this, is just don't get too hyped. Don't get too low. Don't panic. Don't go trade your players just because you had a bad week or you lost. Like, if somebody did, obviously, if you saw that, that somebody wasn't used the way that you thought they were going to be used, yeah, you know, if, if you feel like you're comfortable, if you trust your gut enough to do it, then do it. But don't panic. Wait it out for at least so, another week. So many, so many highs and so many, so many lows this week. We talked about it a little bit earlier, you know, some of the players that we thought were, were that, that, that did not perform much less outperform, you know. There were some guys that performed on a level that we, we did not see coming. You know, some people some people saw it coming, but, you know, like Alvin Kamara, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see it. Oh, I saw that yeah. all day. I mean, that was just I, – I literally knew, like, Alvin Kamara is going to produce. Like, I, I've been telling myself that for months. I never, told, I never told you wrong whenever I said I did not fucking dank his ability. I just didn't know how the Saints were going to use him. And – the thing about that worries me about it is the Saints are using him like like he's the fucking football dude. Okay, he's the football. He is, he okay? is the football. He's what they he's he's, he's their he's their main he's weapon. Like Michael Thomas. It's like yeah. you know, like Michael Thomas. What what I say earlier? Sixteen to seventeen. Yes. You know, sixteen uh, to seventeen, bro. Sixteen to <laughs> seventeen, dude. Um, see, he only got uh, Kamara only rushed the ball six times of the thirteen. Uh, let's see how many how many are six only six receptions. That's insane. With 110 yards, that's insane, dude. It's just, it's nuts. It's nuts. And and like you know, so there, there's just so much that can happen. So much is going to be changing. And just the the main thing is is like we we saw some like you said incredible highs, incredible lows. Guys, do not do not stress. Do not freak out. You got one more week to make your true decisions. After this week, if you don't see the production, make a move. Make a trade. Do you panic about Travis Kelsey's performance and Kareem Hunt's performance? No, no, no. Do you see that separating a little bit better as this year goes on, but not focusing on Hill as much? Yes, I mean it's just it's a new offense. It's a new it's a new quarterback. I mean this quarterback is is phenomenal. I trust the guy now. I mean I I already had my confidence a little bit in him. I, I last year I was. like, but then Alex Smith, like you know, he I told everybody he got on that hot seat. He wanted to shine. He did. Up, yeah. you're you're at your job, or you're doing something, and like your boss comes around, you start working harder. It's kind of like that that situation last year, in my opinion, with Alex Smith. And so, I mean, because everyone really knew what this kid was capable of in Kansas City, but we just didn't see enough of it. So now you got to see it. You got to see a little sample of it, and we're still going to see that progress. It's still going to build. I just that's why that's why I picked him when we had Kevin on. We were talking about our waiver pickups, man. I picked him, and um and and I I think everybody, if if you you know have a mediocre quarterback, you're not satisfied, or you want more points, just get Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be fine. 
Yeah, uh, actually, a, a dude in my league, his quarterback, starting quarterback, was Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Backup quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. That's a smart man. So, <laughs> yeah, good on that one. I mean, he, he definitely good. No worries there, even if, I mean, he might have been a little bit uh, upset. I would have been perturbed. If, <laughs> but but that's a hard swap. That's such a hard swap. Like why, like, And nobody really knew that was coming, so now you got to make a decision. You've got to make a decision. One more question. Is it time to panic about Derrick Henry? Uh, 20 yards. Well, let me see. Was it 20 yards? 26 yards. You forget he got robbed. He got robbed of a touchdown, man. He got robbed of a touchdown. He didn't get it. doesn't matter. He didn't get it. You don't get a half point for a robbed touchdown. You don't get no points for a robbed touchdown. So he got 10 attempts only and one catch for five yards. What the fuck is going on in Tennessee? Deion Lewis, baby. Rock and roll. Told you. Told you. I didn't think they were going to need to use him right. All I can say is I told you so. Deion Lewis. I love it when I make right picks, man. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) What about Derrick Henry? Do you ready to panic on him? You benching him next week? Who's he got next week? I'm not ready to panic at all because you just lost Delaney Walker. I mean, it, things are going to change. Marcus, Mar- Blaine Gabbert came in the game. I mean, we, Marcus Mariota, they, they had a tweet that came out today that said that he, it looks like he's going to be fine. Um, looks like he's going to be fine is a lot worse than saying he's going to be fine. So, I mean, we, we just really we don't know what we're, we're, we're seeing right now. Like I said, it's just week one. We have a small sample. Just don't don't panic. Don't stress. Just just roll what in. About, what, about, what about your boys, Deshaun Watson and Jimmy G? I'm not, you benching them next week? I, I tweeted out last night. My things I learned after week one, and one thing I will stand by, and somebody tweeted at me and told me that it was way too soon for me to say this, but I said, uh, Deshaun Watson was drafted too high. And uh, I stand by that. Because when when you have somebody like him and people are going, people are drafting him over Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, you got to be able to get out there and do your damn job. If you're, yeah, getting, you if you're getting drafted that high, and, and I'm sorry if it's too early in the season or not, if you're drafted that high as a quarterback, you better be doing your job because you you literally, yes. I mean, people got got fooled by you. I mean, there's there's big and big big industry analysts that get paid a lot of money to do what we're doing right now that were out there drafting him that high. So you're right, and like you were high as hell on him too. You were high as hell. Yeah, on. I was, and I'm angry about it. But somebody that that uh that you were you know you 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 mean you got in the conversation of Demarius Thomas versus uh what's his name shit is Emmanuel Sanders that was insane what Emmanuel Sanders did that was insane what Demarius Thomas did that was insane what Case Keenum did they they all three got hella good points I mean you had the the Royce Freeman and Lindsey if it would have been one running back it would have been a lot better but Emmanuel Sanders let's see what he got. Manuel Sanders had 10 receptions, 135 yards, and a touchdown. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and I told you guys this, and I told you, we talked about this, Case Keenum is happy to be a Denver Broncos. It's his favorite team. And that's why I say mentality has a lot to do with it. You know, you got that good mentality. Look at, look at I mean, I know this is against the point, but Jamal Adams, like he's a defensive player for the Jets, but he's so high on the Jets, and he loves the Jets, and he loves his team, and he's so confident in his team. And when you have that kind of energy around you, it's 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 like Jarvis Landry said, it's contagious. It's, it's contagious. contagious. <laughs> it is, man. It's so contagious. So I just, you know, I I like seeing this, and I think I'm just gonna say that that to me is the LSU mentality, and that's why it happens. So 
just throwing it out there. Well, there you go. You got to be high on it. But that's why both of them do it. But look, I uh, that's why OBJ passionate, dude. The puppet, damn <laughs> <laughs> puppet. But actually, he did well. He didn't get in any trouble. He didn't get in any trouble. He did not get fined. You know, like he he was he was out there like Marshawn Lynch. He was like. All I'm trying to do is not get fined. All I'm trying to do is not get fined. No chains, no chains, no chains. <laughs> That's good. And it's good to see that. And I love seeing that too. So it's uh it's just it's it's gonna be a great season. I, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Um I, I'm glad that some of my things well, some of my picks worked out, some of them a little bit low on, but you know what? You get back up, you dust your boots off, you go into week two and you and you get ready to go to war. And, you know, after that, that's when you make your assessment. So I'm I'm sticking by, you know, my team that I have now. Um, you know, I, if I'm going to drop anybody on my team this week, it's going to be to pick up somebody that was spectacular. And the only person that that, that might be is a uh, Cowboys wide receiver, and I'll leave it there. <laughs> you're going to drop them. Okay, okay. I'm saying you're going to pick them up. Uh, I was about to roast the fuck out of you. No, no, me, no. I'm not going to do that. But – um. But, uh, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, it was a pleasure having Kevin on. Um, I-, I think this was a wonderful week one recap. We went over the schedule. And, I- and uh, guys, look, I know we, we can't do what we, did every- uh, what we did last week every week. It's just a two-hour podcast is nuts. Um, we'll be dropping tweets out. If you want to know more of what we think about these players and everything else, follow us on Twitter. Follow me at, at GarageGuyChase. Uh, Jordan, where can they follow you at? You tell him this week. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be real with him. You can follow him at Jordan underscore Gerald. You shouldn't have done it. No, that was you, that was lame. You left it in my that hand. Was lame. Um, but that was lame. but you can also follow him uh, in the gutter on a rainy night. Uh, I like that on in the gutter on a rainy night, sitting by Kareem Hunt. I can't that one. Seems like it, it could be possible <laughs> reference to my fantasy capabilities this year look and you know what and it happens to all of us no, none of us are perfect we sometimes we make wrong moves sometimes we make right moves that's the you know what it is about the gutter you get in the gutter you go down the gutter shoot you get on the ground and guess what the sun shines on you you fly up into the sky and rain down on them motherfuckers again and come back week two and kick their ass we have such a long season left guys and that's the beauty of it uh so guys you know where to follow us follow our page at garage guys fs And get ready for the information. It's been wonderful. We'll see you to recap week two and talk a little bit about week three next week. Sports, party, repeat. Let's get it.